Superior panel is sponsored by Active Iron. Use the code HERSPORT30 on their website www.activeiron.com to get 30% off. First off, delighted to welcome Neve Mallon, Dane Camogie player and sports scientist with Ironco to the show. Hi Neve, how are you? Yeah, thanks again for having me. No worries. Uh, I thought it was a bit funny. It's Neve Talon introducing Neve Mallon. <laughs> I didn't realise for a while. I only copped it yesterday. Yeah, the email chain was a bit confusing <laughs> yeah, over the week there, but yeah, um, we've got there in the end. First off, um, tell me a bit about what you do at Oracle. Uh, yeah, so uh, my role at Oracle is split, pro- I suppose, between like a sports science performance nutritionist role. Um, so the company itself, um, its background is in blood biomarkers. So essentially, we run blood panels on athletes, and based off those results, then we can sort of provide nutritional, um, you know, recovery to an extent, training recommendations, um, based off where the athletes at in, at that point in time. And I suppose maybe two to three years ago, um, the company um sort of wanted to branch out and seen a. I suppose, a gap in the field in terms of the female athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since that, uh, Dr. Georgie Brumvilles has sort of dri- driven the, the female athlete side of things within the company. And um, I work predominantly now um, on the female athlete side of things um, where we factor in the menstrual cycle, you know, look at sort of female-specific considerations for athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a, a very varied role, but um, very enjoyable at the same time. Yeah, no, definitely uh, really, really interesting. And for anyone that's not familiar with uh, Fitter, Fitter Woman, the app, um, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so Fitter Woman, the app essentially is a it's a menstrual cycle tracking app um, whereby we can provide, you know, based on where you are in your cycle, we provide some simple recommendations around training, nutrition, recovery, things like that. Um, obviously, everybody's cycle is very, very different, very, very individual. Um, but we feel that the Fitter Woman app, it's a, it's a free to download um, app on both the App Store and Google Play, is very beneficial, not just to the elite athlete, and it is used widely, you know, from elite athletes, you know, in the sort of, the really sort of, I'm trying to think of the word here, um, like Chelsea women are using mm-hmm. Fitter Woman right down to sort of the recreational athlete, you know, running a, a 5k on a Saturday morning. So it's, it's, it's broad ranging and um, it looks as the female athlete first and foremost as a female and mm-hmm. then sort of factors in, uh, you know, the, the exercising and the, and the sporting uh, component as well. Yeah, it's kind of the the first app that I would ever come across that um, for, you know, tracking your cycle and tracking your periods that wasn't kind of orientated around um, having children. And, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, and it's it, it makes total sense because, you know, there's there's so much more to, to tracking your cycle and, and so much that you can, you can learn. So you're obviously hugely familiar with the menstrual cycle. Um, tell us a bit about it and getting to understand training around it. Yeah, so I suppose um, at Fitter Woman and, and in our female athlete program, we've split the menstrual cycle into four key phases. So essentially the men- menstrual cycle, you know, it's a continuous process of fluctuating hormones, um, you know, for roughly 28 days. Um, and then that process starts again. So phase one um, is obviously menstruation. And that's when you're on your period. And a lot of people um, and a lot of females tend to think of the menstrual cycle just as that, you know, five to seven days in the month where you're bleeding, whereas it's definitely not. It's more of a sort of, it's a full cycle, um, essentially. And these hormones will sort of dictate, you know, how you should eat, um, how you should train, how you should fuel, how you feel, how you move, essentially. So, you know, getting to know that and getting, 
you know, familiar with your own cycle, as I mentioned before, it's a very individual process. And um, so getting familiar with your own cycle is massively important. I suppose before I get into the phases, I think it's it's really important to say that, you know, a lot of people, females in particular, sort of see the menstrual cycle as a, you know, as a, as a disadvantage. Whereas mm. we, you know, at, at Oracle, at, at Fitter Woman, the athletes we work with, it's a really advantageous uh it's something that that males don't have that we can use as a dial mm-hmm. um, essentially you know is that your body's fit you know it's healthy it's happy um and if if your menstrual cycle is not there and you're not menstruating regularly that's definitely a red flag um in terms of there's there's something off you know it, it, it within your body and that's something that that you need to get to the bottom of but in terms of fitter woman and and the menstrual cycle we've broken it into to four key phases so phase one menstruation phase two then is when you're coming out of menstruation phase three then is sort of when you're heading towards ovulation and then phase four um, is that sort of pre-menstrual uh, window uh, where female athletes so females in general tend to sort of experience a lot of symptoms um at that time point so that's just a whistle-stop tour in terms of the, the menstrual cycle but uh, and there's definitely a lot more going on uh, and it's not as easy and as clear-cut as that but that's sort of the basics um, of where we would start anyway. So in in terms of kind of information that's out there like only in the past couple of years we've been starting to learn a bit more Um, what are some of the top tips that you would have in terms of maybe alleviating some of the the symptoms Um, kind of simple management for people that maybe don't have access to um, you know top-end support like your just everyday person? Yeah, um, so obviously my role, you know, with, within Oracle is is nutrition related and I work, you know, closely uh, with, with a lot of athletes in terms of how to manage their symptoms from a nutritional perspective. Obviously, I think it's important to say and everything we do at Oracle is, is underpinned, you know, by the latest research um, and, the you, you know, the research out there is it's still lacking. It's, it's still very limited and it is getting there. So, you know, these these recommendations that we make, they do, you know, they have been developed from the research, but obviously, you know, there's a lot of catching up to do. Um, but in terms of simple top tips, you know, from a nutrition perspective, you know, in phase four, we would definitely look to anti-inflammatory and, and sort of antioxidant-based foods. Um, so, you know, factoring those in um, across the day. Um, so things like, you know, some berries on your porridge, um, you know, a, a really large portion of fruit and veg at your lunch, maybe some oily fish, things like that to sort of try and, you know, bolster your antioxidant, your anti-inflammatory um, intake and regular fueling as well um, mm-hmm. is really important at that time point. Um, regular fueling with the correct, you know, types of foods, whether that's, you know, a, a nice complex carbohydrate alongside a nice protein source. Um, but yeah, so regular fueling with plenty of antioxidant and antioxidant anti-inflammatory based foods um, at that time is is really important mm-hmm. and what about um the likes of uh, hydration and sleep as well like how important is that during um your cycle yeah sleep's massively important and sleep can be offset at different time points and um, within the cycle you know due to these hormonal fluctuations mm-hmm. so you know getting yourself into a regular sleep routine um you know there's there's a number of sleep hygiene you know strategies out the, there that we use with our athletes and then obviously there's a nutritional aspect as well you know something as simple as a a yogurt pot you know maybe within the hour the two hours before you go to bed we find to be really beneficial with our athletes in terms of improving their sleep uh, both mm-hmm. latency and, and quality and as well you know that'll enhance your your overnight recovery um you know when when you are sleeping to turn over training sessions and and whatever um for the following day but staying on top of your sleep 
um, it's massively important throughout the cycle. But, you know, phase four in particular, your sleep can be sort of offset. So Mm -hmm. it's getting on top of it at that time um, is massively important. And you mentioned there about, um, you know, if you if you aren't menstruating regularly, um, you know, that, that, that this is a red flag. So talk to us a bit about that and um, about kind of using, um, you know, your period as, as an indicator for, you know, how you are and, um, you know, in terms of in terms of health. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're not menstruating regularly, um, that's referred to as, as your amenorrheic. So essentially you don't have a menstrual menstrual uh, period. So your hormones are more or less, you know, flat lined um, mm-hmm. and they're not um, fluctuating the, the way they should. So therefore, you know, there's a number of different systems in the body that will be affected by that. Mm-hmm. Um so that could be down to a number of factors and there's, it's very multifactorial and, um, you know, it's not just, you can't, it's, and it's very difficult to pinpoint one thing as to what is leading to the, to the lack of menstrual period. So it could be anything from, you know, under fueling. So you're not sort of eating enough food um, at the correct times across the day. Um, which you know obviously results in underfueling. Um, then you've obviously got sort of the psychological element as well. Um, so stress, it can also mm-hmm. sort of play into um, the, the amenorrheic side of things. Um, and then as well, you've got overtraining. Um, so that's particularly where athletes, you know, sort of struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd hear a lot of endurance athletes, you know, struggle with amenorrhea. And that's probably an imbalance um, between the, the fuel that they're taking in um, and the training load that they're putting out. Um, and the result of that, you know, can be the loss of the menstrual period. So as I said, staying on top of, of that and you know really keeping a close eye in terms of you know you are regularly menstruating um you know whether you use the fitter woman app or whatever sort of resource you use mm-hmm. to say that you are menstruating regularly but as we said it's a massive indicator um, and a really important dial for any female you know regardless if you're an athlete or not mm-hmm. um to stay on top of that and be sure that you know you are menstruating regularly yeah absolutely because you know we hear of people that um you know maybe have have lost their period for for some time and um then and then it can lead to to bigger problems you know in in terms of injury and that yeah and that's that's uh, very very true so endurance athletes in particular but but team sport athletes we work with as well you know and maybe do you know lose your menstrual period and that can you know have a knock-on impact in terms Mm -hmm. of of injuries which then obviously feeds into the stress side of things and then it becomes a vicious circle so you know trying to get to the bottom of um the reason behind uh, losing your menstrual period whether it is under fuel and overtraining psychological element you know it is massively important and something that that um you should speak to you know uh a registered practitioner, you know, a medical, um, a doctor, whoever it may be, you know, just to seek advice there for sure. Absolutely. Um, in terms of the app itself, um, I'm familiar with it, for, but for people that aren't, um, like all the information that we're, we're talking about here in terms of, um, you know, some of the, you know, nutritional information and advice during the phases um, and also the, the uh, types of training and everything that could be beneficial. Tell us a bit about that because um, you kind of walked through each phase of your period as or as your of your menstrual cycle um, as it's happening. Yeah, absolutely, and it's sort of we went for the the idea of trying to break down uh, the research and you know the evidence base into really simple, manageable chunks. Um, and I hope that that the users you know are able to sort of digest that and, and put that into their their training practices and just everyday life essentially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, from a sort of a training perspective, first and foremost, what we would say is that we would never recommend, you know, we never sort of say 
today you are in phase two, don't train mm-hmm. today. It's more about getting you into the best possible position to train or to exercise, if that makes sense. And we would never say to an athlete, you know, whether you are playing, you know, soccer at the highest level or if you're going out for, for a run, not to partake. It's more about, you know, the management and getting you into the best possible, you know, shape. So you know, just for an example, like, I'll, I'll give you a few examples of time points in the cycle and, the, and how they map to the phases and what we mm-hmm. suggest. So, for example, in phase two, um, you know, this is where sort of estrogen is rising to a peak. So at this point in time, uh, they say that joint laxity is said to increase, which means that you're more susceptible to injury. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not saying that you will pick up an injury, but the likelihood is you're more susceptible to it. So we just try and offer some advice to try and sort of mitigate that uh, risk as much as possible so from a training perspective we would sort of suggest um you want to try and warm up um you know as proactively as you can you know get a lot of posterior chain um activation in there before you start exercising and then i suppose you want to supplement that with with a nutritional you know aspect so something as simple as maybe um, taking on board some collagen um, at that you know throughout that phase maybe be beneficial to offset that injury risk so that's just one example um a second example then would be phase three and um, so this is when progesterone so the two main sorry i should have said this at the beginning but the two main uh, hormones that fluctuate uh, throughout the menstrual cycle are estrogen and progesterone so in phase three this is sort of we refer to this as the high hormone phase and there's a lot going on in the body at this stage but progesterone begins to rise um, at that point in time and progesterone is a catabolic hormone which sort of means um that will increase your muscle breakdown so therefore, if you're undertaking training sessions at that stage, your recovery, you know, is massively important because your muscle will break down um, a lot quicker. Therefore, we have we suggested an increased focus in recovery uh, throughout mm-hmm. phase three. And that from a nutritional perspective would be something as simple as, you know, getting your protein on board, you know, within that 30 to 60 minute window post-session. And even if possible, trying to take a protein source on board pre-session alongside your carbohydrate to try and offset that um, effect of progesterone on the, on the catabolic effect um, on the muscle. So there are just two sort of simple mm-hmm. practical tips based on where you are in your cycle that may be beneficial um, in terms of your performance and your recovery. Yeah, absolutely. And, and something that, you know, we've come across from obviously the work that we're doing um, is about that in, increased risk of injury. But we've met a lot of people that, that don't know about that. Um, and, you know, we know that in some of the kind of pitch sports that, you know, it's it's quite important, um, you know, for people to to just be aware of um, and, and kind of, you know, as you said, prepare for it and, and just kind of consider what you're doing. Um, speaking of teams, um, talk to us about the, the teams and athletes that you've you've worked with. So you've, you've mentioned um, working with Chelsea. Yeah, so we've worked across a wide range um, of athletes. And as you say there, it's, you know, about getting, you know, getting it out there. And I think, you know, within the past three to four four years, you know, a lot of sort of practitioners, and particularly in the elite space, are really starting to sit up and take notice um, of the menstrual cycle before females were just trained and treated as as male athletes. Mm -hmm. The research wasn't there to back it up. And now, thankfully, you know, the research is beginning to catch up. And as a result of that, practitioners are beginning to to take notice. So over the past, particularly, I suppose, since maybe 2019 um, into 2020, I suppose one of the first sort of teams that we worked with was the U.S. national team. And we worked with Mm -hmm. them in the 2019 World Cup. And off the back of that, you know, more and more teams, particularly in the soccer space, you know, have got in touch. So, 
Uh, yeah, the US national team, uh, we've worked with them, uh, Chelsea women. Uh, we work very much hands-on with them uh, on a regular basis, um, both, you know, from a menstrual cycle perspective um, you know, nutritional input as well. Um, we also have a big partnership with US women. Uh, we worked a lot with a lot of their athletes um, mm. in Tokyo. Um, we work with, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, there's that many, um, the Oregon Track Club. Uh, based mm-hmm. in the states who have a number of sort of um olympic elite athletes, elite athletes <laughs> level um there's you know there's a wide range um of, of athletes and I'm, I'm trying to think of of more as well off the top of my head here as i sit here but uh, they'll come to me over time but you know we work across a, a wide range of sports as well mm-hmm. so anything from sort of you know team-based sports like like the soccer teams the swimmers um and then we work with a lot of you know individual athletes mm-hmm. we work with skateboarders um Gwen Jorgensen um would be sort of a, an elite endurance athlete um yeah um yeah. but learn, like learning learning loads all the time with them and obviously like you know you're talking about the the US team who obviously saw success with that world mm-hmm. cup so um yeah. you know to to be able to work with the, that caliber of, of athlete but also like you're you're giving them information and um, that is enhancing their performance you know yeah absolutely a massive component of what we do is education mm-hmm. so essentially we want to sort of equip these athletes to you know run with it you know, give them the autonomy to go to go and, and do it themselves. It's fine that, that we are here to provide them the support and we're more than happy to do so. But I think it's important that, you know, we equip the equip the athletes to sort of, you know, know what's going on, you know, within their body. And yeah. um, there's going to be periods of the season when they're not, you know, training with their team, they're not in camp and they don't have access to us as practitioners, you know, day and daily. So equipping the athletes with the education and the tools to to manage their symptoms, to manage their performance themselves. That's a massive part um, of what we do. And one thing I wanted to ask you about, um, just in terms of kind of advice for people, because obviously this information is becoming, you know, more common. Like it's people are becoming more aware of it. And that's obviously something that we were trying to do here is to educate people a bit. But at the same time, um, like we're talking here, not everybody has access to teams like they're in terms of the kind of standard that they're at, um, you know, as, as elite athletes. Um, you know, so for your kind of club level athlete, um, you know, we don't want them to get in their heads too much about their menstrual cycle or, or their period as well, because um, you know, you can you can get bogged down uh, by like periods and performance. And you know, just because you've had one bad performance on your period, it doesn't always mean that it's actually down to your period and you can still perform um, you know on your period or during uh you know different phases where you might be experiencing um you know different symptoms and stuff so what's your best advice there in terms of um you know trying to absorb the information and use it to your benefit but also um not overwhelming yourself at the same time yeah absolutely and as I sort of mentioned there you know we do not we never say to an athlete do not play today do not Mm -hmm. perform today do not take to the field it's more about you know getting the athlete or getting you know whoever it is in the best possible shape you know to perform and as I said I've said this quite a bit everybody's individual everybody's Mm -hmm. different their cycle's different so I think it's really important that you get to know your own cycle and how to do that you know a very simple way is just tracking on the men Mm -hmm. on the fitter woman app there's a note section in there where you can note down you know how you're feeling today and there's a there's a sort of symptom logging um section in the app as well so just trying to keep track and then tracking those trends over time and you will 
you know, it's it's amazing to see how quickly you can, you know, begin to see trends emerging through different phases of the cycle. Once you sort of get an understanding of those trends, then applying these sort of simple tips, actionable tips that are available in the app to try and mitigate um, what you are experiencing. But as I say, yeah, don't get too bogged down in it. It's important to understand your body, to know your body and accept we're all female. We're, there's mm-hmm. going to be days where we're going to feel rubbish. You know, we're not going to, you know, want to train. We're not going to want to perform. But I think just accepting that uh, for what it is, um, is is massively important as well. But yeah, getting to understand your body, um, understand, you know, um, throughout the different phases, you know, the experience, the symptoms that you're experiencing, and then trying to offset those as much as possible is, is the advice that I would give you. Yeah. Brilliant. Obviously, um, you are doing a lot yourself as well so you're trying to balance uh, playing and and also um, all this information so what have you learned yourself as an athlete yeah absolutely and um, I suppose like I'll not you know I'll not tell you any lies before I came on board with Argo I was ignorant to the menstrual cycle and performance and um, it was not something I ever considered it was not something you know any of the coaches strength conditioning nutritionists whatever I've worked with in the past would have ever brought to the table I suppose um, in the GA it is an amateur game but it's very much treated as a professional setup and mm-hmm. it never was sort of you know um, open you know to chat about this obviously you know working in this space it's definitely something I apply to my own as much as possible um game uh from a nutrition perspective in particular and I suppose like over time that's definitely something that that I would want to to try and do is to try and get the education out there to my teammates um you know it's fine working with the elite athletes but um trying to get that education out there to my teammates and if I can improve <laughs> the girl I'm playing beside by one percent that adds to the to the team environment but yeah from an individual perspective I would definitely apply particularly from a nutritional perspective um the different um sort of ideas and, and strategies that we would use you know with our with our elite athletes for sure I'm sure you have loads of your team uh, coming to you looking for advice and if you can get if you can get that one uh, percent um edge on yeah. your on your competitors it's obviously going to be a big help and I know you're moving up to compete in senior next uh, this year so how excited are you to take on the new challenge yeah massively um I suppose last year you know it was a massive learning curve for us it was our first year up in senior um it's the first time I'd ever see played senior championship and um, so this year I suppose it's massively important that we push on we were able to to sustain our status um last year and probably you know if a few things had went our way um we could have found ourselves you know in a different position but we're happy to secure status for for 2022 and we're we're looking forward to, to pushing on and you know trying to get into the knockout stages of the championship is definitely something that we'll, we'll look towards um for the year coming in but yeah a massive challenge and something we're we're really looking forward to Brilliant. Um, thanks so much for, for giving us your time and look, you've shared loads of valuable information there. So hopefully we've educated a few more people today and uh, best of luck with the season ahead. Thanks, Melanie. Cheers.